happy to see that X-Men Evolution also says fuck the police. Welcome to episode 11 of the Mutant Musings Evolution podcast for the beginning of June 2021. I'm Jonathan, and with me as always is my shopping montage, Patty. Remember to leave us a comment on this episode's webpage on geekade.com. Leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast and follow us on Twitter at mutant musings. Know who would leave us a review? The X-Men. Because the X-Men are heroes and heroes leave reviews. Know who wouldn't leave us a review? The Avengers. Because the Avengers are cops. You don't want to be a cop, do you? Unless you already are a cop, in which case this might not be the podcast for you. Be a hero and leave us a review, listeners. Because all Avengers are bastards. And speaking of cop, ACAB. All cops are bastards, Jonathan? All cocks and balls, Patty. Whoa, those are some bad words. You are correct. And all cocks and balls means that there are super large quantities of really bad words. You are correct again. Are you saying that there are super large quantities of really bad words on this podcast, Jonathan? That is precisely what I am saying, Patricia. That sure sounds like some explicit content. Exactly. There's your... Someone should really warn the listeners. Right, so there's your explicit... Someone might not want to hear lots and lots of cursing. Which is why I'm trying to say... Here's your explicit content warning. Okay, great. Okay, great. That, uh, that worked out okay, I suppose. I suppose. Speaking of reviews, as of the day that we're recording this, we recently got a nice review. A nice new review. Oh, we did? Yeah, I think I told you about it. Five-star review... Wicked language, great content. This is from Vitora Duzuski via Apple Podcasts in Brazil. If you like deep dives and nasty vulgar language, this podcast is for you. Love the friendship of the hosts and the excellent points they explore while dissecting the episodes of X-Men Evolution. Wasn't that nice? That was nice. That was nice. We, we, we don't have a ton of reviews. I'm happy that most of our reviews are very positive. I'm not going to read this very, very negative review from last year. <laughs> you're still thinking about that because i because i see it you know every once in a while i look to see if we got a new review and that one is still there so you know it's okay listen i'm not taking it as badly as i've taken ones in the past i think i remember one of our first like awful reviews where we got called bad words <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm over that i'm i'm over that it's it's, it's are okay. you <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, the list of people who don't like me is pretty fucking long, Patty. I'm used to it by now. Oh, um, speaking of reviews, here's a, a little inside scoop. Uh, Jonathan works for the worst boss ever. Um, <laughs> so he saw all of the negative reviews on Glassdoor, and this place has a really high turnover rate because that's what happens when you have a really shitty manager is nobody wants to work there, and they'll find a better <laughs> job. And yeah. uh, so he asked Jonathan to get rid of the bad reviews on Glassdoor, okay, which you cannot so, do. <laughs> so he didn't ask. He didn't ask me to. He asked my my new manager as, again. As of this recording, I got a, a new manager started a few weeks ago. She's uh she she's got her pros and cons in my opinion, but overall I like her. Overall I do. So she was asked to modify these reviews. And was told that is not possible. And then uh, it turned into, uh, we need to come up with a way to respond to them. And I'm like, what? That's a thing that you do on like Yelp. Yelp. Like, you cannot not, respond to Glassdoor comments. I'm like, I do not, I do not want to be a part of this. And, uh, and now there's another discussion going on of which I want no part. And it doesn't look like I'm going to have to have a part because I'm not compromising my morals for a job that I do not like. It's more tolerable now, but it's, I mean, Patty just pointed out everything that needs to be said. All, all the reviews are bad. Uh, and there is an extremely high turnover rate. Yeah. So he also just fires people whenever he feels like it for no reason. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm making money, but I would like to be doing so elsewhere. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, so that's that's fun. Thanks, Patty. Thanks for for throwing that out there. How how are you doing? Is that what you're thinking about? Are you thinking about those glass door reviews? Are you really not over them? No. 
<laughs> no, um, I w- I just figured that that related to what we're talking about. That's true. Yeah. So uh, so leave us leave us a review. We don't have a high turnover rate. We don't. <laughs> right. Yeah, right? literally, no, it's, it's true. We've never replaced one single employee. Coming up on five years now, and uh, we've got longevity. We yes. we've both we've both been here this entire time. Mutant musings, no turnover rate. Look at that. <laughs> we've had some freelance workers come in. Yeah, uh, we 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 have. I feel like most of them had a good time, and we had a good time with most of them. So yeah, so so everybody. So this is where I made uh this is where Jonathan made the oopsie. Uh I believe I brought it up last time. Yep. Um His head. and uh and so this is where this is where it happens. No big deal. I'm excited to talk about these episodes. I have uh a lot of good things to say about this first one, some good things to say about the second one, uh, a couple of glaring <laughs> issues. But yeah, so we're doing it. We're talking about walk on the wild side again. Walking um, on the wild side. Patty, you got mad at me for singing that two years ago. When I sure we did. Talked about this the first time. Why? Because you don't like my singing voice? No, because it was stuck in my head, but today I've had the fucking One Piece rap stuck in my head all day. Oh my god. All right. Let's 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 stop. Uh, you can think about that video I just sent you with the uh, poker face, poker face. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> you can think about that. Get that stuck yeah. in your head. Yeah, so walk on the wild side. It's 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 a mostly great episode. There's maybe an issue or two with it, but it's it's mostly great. And the issue or two is Scott. Stop it. No, it's not his. It's not his fault. He's a fictional character. Blame it on the writers. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna say that next time you go off about Beast. Wait, what? But you what? don't like Beast either. I know. <laughs> you know, it's it's a, a great episode. It starts out with Gene trying to train Magma to control her powers. And uh, it's just the two of them, and this boulder's about to fall, and uh, Scott blasts it, and Gene gets real mad. And, uh, yeah, he, he makes, like, a wisecrack or something about coming to help the damsels in distress. Yeah, because Gene was trying to teach Omara how to problem-solve, so him sticking his neck in. And then she even said, like, I was teaching her how to react when things go wrong and waiting for the big strong man to come by isn't part of that exactly so they're both annoyed uh they're both annoyed at it and so scott's like what i do and gene goes you were being a, a a guy and that's a great line i love that line so yeah so so then we cut to boom boom who just uh walks in on toad as he's in the shower she doesn't walk into the shower with him uh <laughs> she just walks into the bathroom while he's taking a shower and he gets all pissed. Like, uh, one shower a month. Guy can't get no privacy. Uh, she takes his mouthwash. She throws a time bomb in the shower. She tells Blob that Mohawks are last century and then she steals Avalanche's Jeep. Um, so far, 10 out of 10 on the, yeah. on the boom boom representation here. Yeah, no, she really did. She really did. For somebody who, you know, left the Institute and hasn't gotten too much of a spotlight at all since. It was really nice to see her show up this episode and be be part of all the action and part of all the fun. So this episode is just basically focusing on on all the girls. Uh, you know, Boom Boom and Amara find that they're in the the same class. It's Amara's first day of of high school, and yeah. But then after school, Boom Boom is taking Amara to go shopping. She fucking Tabitha blows up a bunch of like trash cans or something as she's driving by, and Jean sees it and she gets all fucking worried and wants to take Scott's car, uh, and Scott is, you know, about to just dash off himself and Jean gets annoyed because she wants to help. She wants to take care of it. And then Duncan comes over saying that he's got tickets for the Sadie Hawkins, Sadie Hawkins dance. Oh, you mean the dance which girls are supposed to ask the guy? You know, <laughs> I just don't know what I would do if it wasn't for you big, strong men around. Uh, and then she grabs Scott's keys and Duncan is like, whoa, glad she took your keys. <laughs> and so that was really funny. So the plot really starts taking off when Boom Boom and Amara are driving. Uh, they see a couple of carjackers drive off, and Boom Boom decides to go chase them. And uh, Boom Boom tells Amara to take out the tires, and she throws fucking fireballs at the tires uh, and melts them. Car fucking crashes. The guys try to run away, and then Gene telekinetically uses a bunch of cinder blocks to trap them. And, and it's really dope. And, uh, yeah, so, so they had a good time. They felt good doing this, taking out a couple of thugs. So let's keep doing it. Yeah. 
Yeah, so then you get a shopping montage, right? So they're all dancing. And then they get, they invite Kitty, and then they're mm-hmm. dancing some more, and then they invite Rogue, so we got all the girls. Yeah. But then we see, we see, uh, what the fuck is her name? The other goth girl glaring, watching oh, them Risty? dance. Yeah, she's not invited. That's why she's upset. Ristique? Ristique? Yeah. Yes, no, she's not invited to the, the sexy dance uh, skin-tight leather clothes session. Yeah. Because uh, that's what it is. I mean, this is this is really, <laughs> really fantastic. But so so the five of them are going out, and they're they're stopping, like, small-time local crooks. Uh, and it's it's awesome. And they get on the news, and they're being called the Bayville Sirens. So a little bit of an issue there. They have to be called Sirens, you know, the fucking mythological creatures that, you know, lure fucking... Men to their death. Yeah, lure men to their deaths. Okay, fine. But they cut crime in half. And the police chief wants them to stop? Why? Because because they're girls? Because they're vigilantes. Because they're girls. That's why. The police chief is sexist. ACAB, right? Yes. We get the slow motion sexy walk through the school uh, with the movements taken directly from the craft. Uh, so it's nice now. See, in between the last time we talked about this episode and this time, we have officially seen the craft. Uh-huh. I don't know if you remember this scene, though. We, um, I do, because I remember it from X-Men. <laughs> yeah. That movie is uh, definitely overrated, and I don't think that people still need to be talking about it 50 years after it happened. Patty, oh my God, it's not 50 years old. Please <laughs> stop talking. Like, you stop like talking. You... <laughs> Please stop talking like things are much older than they actually are. We saw a movie in the theaters earlier today, and they were talking about the 25th anniversary of Mission Impossible, and fucking, they showed footage from one of the first movies, and Patty's like, oh, this looks like it's 40 years old. I'm like, oh my god, Patty, this came out in your fucking lifetime. Like, I know, but it looks so bad. (laughs) No, honestly, though, I think maybe um, some of the feelings for the craft are nostalgia? I don't really know. I I saw the movie on TV uh, quite quite some time ago but definitely not like around the time it came out but i don't know maybe maybe people love it because of nostalgia you know what i mean people love bad shit because of nostalgia look at led zeppelin nobody <laughs> likes led zeppelin i mean people like led zeppelin for nostalgia you know what i mean yeah it's true thanks for listening everyone uh <laughs> all right so anyway <laughs> yeah so scott you know i mean all this time you know the girls are walking around the institute or at school you just cut you get you get a couple of of cuts to scott looking with a a confused concerned look on his face like a hmm and you see the girls for a few seconds and then close up on scott hmm so so scott realizes something is going on he thinks he clearly thinks that the girls are the sirens and he asks kurt to help him with the secret mission oh yeah and so so boom boom shaves off blobs mohawk that was that was funny boom boom some has has some of the best scenes in this Episode. Yes, and then and then Lance got mad that she stole his Jeep, so he uh, chained it up so she, so she couldn't take it. And she was like, "Oh, geez, I'm glad that you you uh, you tied this the Jeep up so that nobody can steal it. That's a good idea, Lance. Good job." And she just throws a time <laughs> bomb and breaks the chain. Yes, yes. You know who's off the chain? Boom, boom. Yes. Boom, boom is really the one. All and then she's the like, ah, oh, he could have at least refilled the gas. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. So, uh, so yeah, so Scott and Kurt are spying on, on the girls leaving the Institute. Kurt has a really cute line. The pigeons are leaving the roost. Uh, and so, of course, you know, Scott and Kurt in the convertible, they're following the girls. Uh, the girls are following some car thieves. Uh, they manage to lose uh, Scott and Kurt. They find this chop shop, and uh, the boss, the boss of the carjackers, you know, catches them. So a big fight ensues. Jacking off. <laughs> what? Get it, carjackers? Yeah, jacking off on doing. cars. They they're jacking people off by taking their cars. Yep, that's what happens. <laughs> yep this this is a carjacking. Oh no. Wait, why are you touching my penis? Oh, thank you. <laughs> that should be a service. Carjackers. Car Carjackers Incorporated. Wait, what? Uh, um, yeah. Uh, there's big explosions because Boom Boom gets carried away. She starts setting off too many time bombs. 
Scott and Kurt can see the explosions from the distance. So they, they find the building where all the carjackers are. And Kurt teleports them in. And Kurt wants to go help. And Scott's like, no, 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 no. Uh, maybe we should hang back. And so the girls are handling themselves. Like, seriously. Uh, there's some amazing action with, like, I think Amara, like, she she does a flip and catches a guy's head between her feet and flips him into the trunk. There's just some amazing fighting here. It's awesome to see them fighting like ninjas. Unfortunately, there's one moment where because of the explosions and the fire and the oil that was spilled, flames are about to reach this one car where a guy is stuck in the trunk and Scott blasts it away and says, uh, you didn't see me do that. God damn it, Scott. Yeah, the girls don't notice that Scott and Kurt are there. And Boom Boom's like, girl power, don't you just love it? But then, obviously, the explosion gets gets the attention of the cops, so the cops come, and a lady cop comes in, and she decides to let them go. And it's like, oh, you have to stop being vigilantes. You have to promise me, or I'm going to take you in. And so they promise, and then they they leave. And so the, the you know male cops come in, and this lady cop is like, oh, nobody's here. You know, they're, they're already gone. And it turns out that that was Mystique in disguise. Wow. And then at the end, Scott and Jean had this nice little talk. What was cute was he takes the last cookie out of the cookie jar, and he sees her go to reach, and so he gives her half the cookie. So hooray for equality, right? <laughs> and so it was a happy ending, and it was, it was all very nice. So uh, overall, great fucking episode. All about that girl power. Yes. Especially this This came out uh, not quite at the height of the Spice Girls. Uh, it'll be a few, year, a few years after. No, but honestly, like, that's the first time I remember hearing the term girl power in my life was with the Spice Girls when I was in middle school. And so, so why not? You know, why not fucking girl power? There don't have to be dudes. Girls, women, they're more than capable of taking care of fucking crime themselves. Look. The only thing that I was a little bit confused on was why why was Mystique there? Like, why did she tell them to stop? Uh, probably because she was concerned they were going to get themselves in trouble. Because they were. The, the chief of police, the cops, didn't want them doing what they were doing. But since when has Mystique cared about these girls being alive? Because she's tried killing them before. I don't know. She's moody. <laughs> I, I mean, Patty, haven't you ever felt like, you know, harming a child? Always. But do do you f- always? There's Every not day. a moment. There's not a moment that goes by that you don't feel like harming a child. No, every single moment. Okay, well then it sounds like you're better than Mystique, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like Dennis the Menace, I would I would throw him through a fucking concrete wall. <laughs> he always annoyed me. I have to admit, he's Dennis a menace. The- yeah, but he was supposed to be like funny and like endearing, I guess. But he wasn't to me. I, I hated Dennis the Menace. You know, I mean, like I watch other shows with kids. Uh, Doug, that was an amazing that show full show of kids. Was good. Those kids were great. And what was that? That Richie Rich show. I never watched that, but I saw the movie starring Macaulay Culkin and John Larroquette. Yeah, and I remember, I remember enjoying that movie. I don't Macaulay remember Culkin. if I saw the TV show or if I saw the movie, but I was like, "Fuck this rich kid." Yeah, but Macaulay Culkin is great. Also a rich kid. Oh, he's not a kid anymore. Yeah, but... he's an adult. <laughs> yeah. He's in his 40s now. <laughs> Is he? Jesus. It was it was last year sometime, maybe. He he tweeted, uh, hey, want to feel old? I'm 40. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing. I love that. Yeah. Did make me feel old. I saw Home Alone when it came out in theaters. So, all right, all right, but listen, so real issue here is really just um, Scott saving the day there, you know, yeah. having to get involved. And I, I don't, this is one of those things where it's like you have to separate the fiction from the person writing it. Because in the show, that was not a bad thing for Scott to do, to blast away the car with the guy trapped inside from exploding and dying. It's the fact that the writer felt it necessary to put that in there, to be like, okay, so we're writing about girl power and, you know, these strong girls who are stopping crime themselves and we still have to put it in there that, oh, man has to help a little bit. You know, oh, just a little bit, can't do it completely themselves, the man has to help. So that's really the problem. 
I get the beginning, like the setup with uh, with Scott in the beginning blasting the boulder away and like making the wisecrack about damsels in distress. He's just trying to be funny. And it was shitty. And I feel like Scott learned, based on Gene's reactions, that's shitty. I'm not going to joke about this. Um, but then to come back at the end and write this in there where he has to help save the day was not okay. Yeah, no, it was stupid. We don't need no man. If if he if the dude explode, he explode. <laughs> it's called girl power. <laughs> so yeah, so honestly, that was really my only serious issue with this. It was it was a great episode. I love the montage. I love the girls just having fun. You know, literally being fucking teenagers, dancing in a fucking record store, trying on clothes. Going out and like they're they're literally they're mutants, so sure, why not go try to stop crime, you know, and do good, you know? I mean, it just this this episode really had had a whole lot that was really positive, and uh, and leave it to you know, I'm certain there was uh, a man writing this. Let me take let me take a quick look. Uh, okay, so a man directed this. And uh, there were two writers, and one of them is a man. But one of them was a woman? See, I, I can't tell. The name is Sydney. C-Y-D-N-E. Oh. Uh, Google, Google the name and see if anything comes up. I've oh, never wait. even seen it spelled like that. Sydney Clark looks like a woman. Oh. But, but still, you still had a man writing. So, so that's a bit problematic. I don't want to harp on the same point for for too long because, again, it's it's really the only issue that I have with it. But, uh, but really, the the lesson here is that the, you know the lesson from the cartoon is that you need a man to help a little bit. What I'm trying to say is you don't need a man to help at all because boys, but, um, we're talking to, especially teenage boys. Listen, teenage boys are the fucking worst. Trust me, I was a teenage boy once. All teenage boys, all fucking teenage boys, are literally the fucking worst. Everything they think, everything they say, everything they do, trust me, they're the worst when you're a teenage boy. When you when you become an adult man, there's a really good chance that you are still going to be the worst. Okay? <laughs> Just letting you know, you're, there's still, still a really good chance that you're going to be the absolute fucking worst. Especially if you're rich, especially if you're in politics, and especially if you're white. Because some men, okay, fine, you know, you're, you're not so bad, you know, but still, most men, yes. <laughs> all all teenage boys, absolutely. And and boys who are, who, who are under their teenage years, also the fucking worst, and they smell. They smell awful. Have you ever smelt a boy child? They smell <laughs> like... They smell like shit. Boy children smell like shit. All right. So, and if you're if you're a if you're a boy child listening to this, what the fuck are you doing listening to this? Your parents are awful. Your parents should not be letting you listen to this. If you're a teenage boy, as I was saying, you have some hope. If you're if you're an adult boy, adult man, if you're an adult man then hopefully you're one of the good ones. There aren't too many. There aren't too many. Exactly. That's the point. But women are fucking great, and we need more yeah. stories featuring strong women. And anytime I get, like, ads on Facebook from, like, you know, like, X-Men groups or whatever, I, I check their profile to see if they're gay or not. Because <laughs> I don't want to be adding random straight guys. <laughs> what did you think about this episode, Patty? I love this episode, Jonathan. It was, uh, I mean, as we've talked about it before, I mean, I just love this whole, like, girl power thing that finally started becoming a thing around this time. Like, we had shows like uh, Totally Spies and Powerpuff Girls and stuff like that, and I was into all of it. I was just, like, always like, yeah, girls rule, boys drool. <laughs> so it's true boys do drool again another thing wrong with boys sorry patty go on i i'm uh, sorry I'm, I'm a man and i interrupted you go ahead like for some reason like uh i think i saw a post about like 
name your favorite 10 mutants or whatever. Um, Nine of them were women. (laughs) Good, as it should be. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, there are boys in the X-Men, too, but I don't really care about those. Like, yeah. oh, even when, um, was it Duggan who asked us who else was in the the voting? And I said, and then some boys, but I don't care yes. about them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, that was, that was Duggan. Yeah. None of those boys were options for me, except maybe Strong Guy, because I love him. But I was like, oh, Roberta, okay, Cannonball, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my rant. So the Bayville Sirens were very crafty, weren't they? Yes. Oh, you mean like the movie The Craft? Their brand of girl power was very spicy, wasn't it? Sure. Oh, you mean like the Spice Girls? Don't leave the roost, pigeon. We'll be right back after the commercial break. Hey, I'm from New Jersey. I eat the best freaking pizza, sit in the best freaking traffic, and never, ever pump my own freaking gas. There ain't nothing better than being from New Jersey. Oh, you got that right. Where'd you come from, you freaking mook? Know what else is from New Jersey? Geekade.com. Ain't no better internet than New Jersey internet. Geekade.com has got the best freaking podcast for all you geeks out there. Whether you like TV, video games, Transformers, or comic books, you should be tuning in to the podcast on geekade.com. Holy stromboli. I love all them geeky topics. Are you saying that the freaking guys who made geekade.com are all from New Jersey? You got that right. Plus, geekade.com even has YouTube and Twitch channels. Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have some freaking mook, pump my gas, sit in some freaking traffic on the way to get some freaking pizza, and then check out geekade.com today. You all should check out geekade.com today. New Jersey, baby. New Jersey, baby. (laughs) All right, next episode we're talking about is Operation Rebirth. Patty, you want to hear something funny about this episode? (laughs) Tell me. Let me go see if it's still there first. Hang on. No, it's been fixed. Somebody fixed it. Fuck. I should have taken a screenshot. I knew it. Okay. So this episode is called Operation Rebirth. This episode has always been called Operation Rebirth. But on Wikipedia, for a little while, the title of this episode was Operation Afterbirth. Now, (laughs) (laughs) perhaps, perhaps many of you out there know what Afterbirth is, especially those of you who are parents. Uh, It's gross. For those of you who don't know, Afterbirth, is literally the stuff that's coming out of the woman after birth. <laughs> so this was listed as Operation After Birth on Wikipedia. I'm so pissed somebody fixed it and I did not fucking screenshot it. God damn it. You always screenshot everything. Oh, God. I should always screenshot everything. So so we got another Logan episode, which is kind of nice. You know, another spotlight on, on Logan. It's been a minute. No, it, it has. And, and I like that about this. You know, he still gets his he still gets his spotlights, but he's not the main focus. Unfortunately, a, a character like Storm still has yet to get a good spotlight. In, in my opinion, she's had a couple of great moments for fucking sure. She's had a couple of great moments, but, you know, her her spotlight episode did not do her justice. I do have mixed feelings on, on, on this episode. We'll get there. They, they they did a good job of illustrating Logan's past, again, another part of his past, and touching on his age, you know, but there were a couple of weird fucking choices they made in here, and I have a feeling part of it is because they they are thinking it's it's a kid's show, and we don't want to include some language and some imagery, and also... I don't know if there was an Avengers cartoon going on at this time, but whether or not there was, they made some weird decisions with Captain America in this episode. Yes. And it's just a standalone episode. And it's just kind of tough for me. Like, I know, like, like I've, I've spoken about how much I love this show, despite the fact that it's it's quite different from the comics. This is one instance where it's 
difficult for me to separate Captain America from the comics as opposed to Captain America and X-Men Evolution. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was even going to ask you if there was an Avengers cartoon out at this time because it wouldn't make sense for him to be, like, in a coma. <laughs> yeah, I'm certain that there was one in the 90s, but early 2000s? I don't think so, but I don't know. Let me look it up. Avengers cartoons. The Avengers United They Stand. Oh boy. Yeah, I remember seeing the the fucking drawings for this one. Yep, 99 to 2000. Okay. So there was not. Okay. Still, it, do- it doesn't it doesn't matter. I feel like um yeah, Captain America showed up in at least one episode of X-Men the animated series. Uh same thing. I believe it was a Wolverine story and um you know, I don't think there was an Avengers cartoon then either, but but I don't know. I, I don't remember that episode, so I don't know how they did it. In any case, all right. So people are chasing Logan because that's that's what happens. Everybody everybody chases Logan. Logan's always in some sort of fucking trouble. So he's on his motorcycle trying to outrun these fucking Hummers. Uh, but it turns out that it's Shield and it's Nick Fury. And what I thought was very funny was that Logan calls Nick Fury Patch. Wasn't that that's, funny? That's his name. Yeah, that's Logan's name. No, no. Yes, it's Patch. That's his disguise, Patty. Patch. That's what? That's his disguise Patch. name. Uh, so, uh, so Logan, it sounds like, used to work for S.H.I.E.L.D. Fury talks about how Rebirth has been stolen. And Logan's like, it was destroyed. Rogers and I made sure of that. And so then Fury shows him this picture of uh, uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. facility and how the steel had been twisted. And Logan's like, oh, Magneto. They had a copy of this uh rebirth thing yeah uh it would this whole time it would have been funnier though if it really was operation afterbirth (laughs) and the the afterbirth had been stolen (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness i don't think that the writers of the show would have made that same mistake that whoever on wikipedia did (laughs) Uh, people do some wild shit on wikipedia you know so somebody probably knew what they were doing when they did that and left it you know, I remember seeing a few years ago, uh, I was trying to look up something about Amazing Spider-Man 2, you know, Andrew Garfield's movie. Yeah. Uh, somebody somebody wrote in, like, the production notes, like, this is a bad movie. And <laughs> it, was, it was there the day that I was on. The, the actor, Ron Livingston, somebody wrote in his little, like, stats on the side, uh, like, he is gay. Um, <laughs> like, but, like, people, you like, you can do... Whatever you want on Wikipedia. I mean, it doesn't mean it's going to stay that way, but, but yeah. So anyway. Yeah, I've tried, I've tried editing things on Wikipedia before and they always change back like two minutes later. Yeah. And then you're going to get yourself banned. So I don't, I don't know how it works. I don't, I don't fuck with that. So this is pertinent to the topic. Uh, Rogue and Kurt at school. Rogue got a D minus on her history quiz and she's complaining about it. Why do we have to study World War II anyway? That is an actual Oof. quote from this episode. Oof. I was I was cringing <laughs> so hard. I'm like this that so that one is kind of the important one, the real important one to study. Oh, oh, oh. Goodness. I just remembered this really good quote that I heard at Barnes and Noble from oh, like God. 15 years ago. There mm-hmm. were like two kids there, like uh I don't know, maybe freshmen in high school or maybe a little bit younger than that. And the one guy is like, hey, World War II only happened in in Europe, right? And then the other kid goes, no, man, World War II happens all over the world. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I thought it was really funny at the time, really. I mean, at least for us, we had like a whole unit in seventh grade dedicated to uh holocaust studies and world war ii or might, that might have been separate but yeah dude they were too old to not have known that you know what the worst was was in world war one when antarctica got involved <laughs> the fucking penguins with the rockets that shit yeah. was scary i'm glad they yeah. stopped doing that yeah <laughs> yeah batman returns good movie there was a, a really brief exchange between Multiple and Wolfsbane. It was really cute. Jamie is trying to study, 
And he's like, you're so good at helping me study Wolfsbane. And he talks about like the Olympics or whatever. And he's like, uh, originated with the Greeks or whatever, the javelin and the, and then Wolfsbane is in her wolf form and picks up a Frisbee. And Jamie's like, and the discus. <laughs> that was cute. I actually thought that was Bobby. No, that was Jamie. Okay. He's littler. Again, he just goes by multiple. He's not a multiple man I don't man like yet. that. Don't call it that. It sounds stupid. He's not a girl. Not yet a multiple woman. Jonathan! <laughs> what year is it? It's 2002. That's pertinent. That's oh, pertinent, okay. Patty. Is it? Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, I might be... I might be ahead of the curve here. But I was also going to say, when I hear... Oh, 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 this is perfect timing. Okay, so every time I hear anyone say, like, oh, it's hot in here or something, and I'm like, so take off all your clothes. That would have been so pertinent in 2002, because that's when it came out. I just checked. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. That was probably around the year 2000 or or 99-ish. I don't know. I never liked that song. Never listened to the whole song because I thought it was stupid. I don't like it either. I, I'm not a fan of that song either. It was definitely no Hit Me Baby. No, no. She had some really good songs back in the day. I mean, she. Uh, I mean, Toxic is a fucking bop yes. too. That's not old. But back in the day when I used to like hear her on the radio all the time and stuff, I, I just I didn't ever want to hear that song. It just yeah. it wasn't fun. It wasn't dancey. It was stupid. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's there's probably a decent message in there, like for her. Even though I'm sure she didn't write any of the words to anything she does. That's yeah. not the point, and that's not a strike against her. A lot of recording artists, you know, that are out there, they don't write the words to their own stuff. But uh, no, it's, there's probably a good message. Or, or or a personal message in there. But no, I, I agree. I don't like it either. Anyway, World War II. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so Xavier uh, is learning more about Logan, apparently. It's funny. This, you know, Logan, Logan is walking around the Institute uh, t- telling Xavier about this, uh, what, what Rebirth was, and it was to create super soldiers for World War II. Steve Rogers was the one to undergo the treatment. It basically just looked like a, you know, a fucking miniature chamber sort of thing, um, as opposed to like, you know, strapped down and injected with the super soldier serum. Whatever. Not a big deal. It was deal. one of those like uh, sci-fi test tube things that people yeah. go into. Yeah. Like a stasis tube. But, yeah. You know. Like that. Um, and so so the way Logan's talking about it, Xavier is like, oh, it sounds like you knew him. It almost sounds like you knew him personally. And Logan's like, I, I did. And, you know, Xavier's taken aback by this. Like, wow, you know, I, I knew you were older, but, you know, your your regenerative abilities are must be amazing. So you see a little bit of a flashback to Steve Rogers um, in, as fucking Captain America. Um, Saban, um, I don't know, looks like one of the allies driving this fucking military truck. Um, he comes in on a motorcycle, throws his fucking shield, takes out this Axis plane. Oh, and it didn't, I mean, I guess this was part of it they didn't have the swat stick on the plane they had like the iron cross but it wasn't even really the iron cross it looked like kind of like a knockoff right it did it did it wasn't it wasn't as like pronounced and i feel like that's part of the reason maybe they thought that this was a show for kids but then why mention the point about why it's important to study world war ii because it is and you should acknowledge what happened and not whitewash anything yeah, like like that that line, why do we have to study World War II anyway? Well, okay, if you're going to put that in there and then which is a terrible line. Um <laughs> for anybody for anybody in this show to say. For anybody um, in the world to say. Right. right. But if you're going to put that line in there, then why are you going to try to like gloss over and take a lot of the terminology and and what really happened out? You can still be true to what you can still be historically accurate without being gruesome. You know what I mean? But yeah, I noticed the same thing. The Iron Cross, but it's it, just not as, as pronounced. And then they also said POW camps. Mm-hmm. And then they showed it. And there were a bunch of like women and children there. And I was like, do they know what POW camps are? And yeah. Jonathan was like, no, no, no. That's a concentration camp. They're just not saying it. And I was like, what the fuck? Why not just say it? It's not a bad word. 
And they don't use the word Nazi once. They don't use the yeah. word Nazi once in this. So, so yeah, so the, the flashback establishes that Logan was part of Canadian Special Forces and he met uh, Steve Rogers um, and they even went on a mission together because, you know, Logan hadn't undergone the Weapon X uh, treatment yet and got his adamantium. But still, we, we all know and the show stuck to that, that he's a mutant, has regenerative abilities. They didn't specifically address that but on the mission that logan and steve had together whatever fucking commander was in charge was like you have to get in there and save these people fast there's no parachutes i mean they're jumping out of this plane and both of them can survive that landing so it was it was an interesting way to touch on logan's age um this is something that we've known in the comics too that they decide to carry over that logan has been involved in past wars including world war ii he did know captain america then so so that was neat uh i thought but yeah so when they get into the camp and they save the people you know you see you see logan and captain america you know hitting the fucking nazis who aren't called nazis what was neat about this was captain america throws this this child over his shoulder and is running and is leading all the people out of the quote-unquote POW camp in Poland. And uh, what happened? They they were, like, throwing some bombs or something at them, and the kid waves his hands and stops the bombs from coming any closer. So there you go. You know that's Magneto. And when Cap puts the kid in the fucking truck, you know, the kid says his name. Uh, yeah, Logan is like, what's your name? And the kid's like, Eric Lencher. Thank you for saving us. It's like, oh, okay. But so the twist here which is weird for them to do is this super soldier gas, I guess this operation, this, this rebirth had a flaw in it. Toxic to humans. Yeah. It causes a cellular breakdown. And so cap was dying after this mission was over. Cap is like, like falls to his knees and is like struggling. I guess that's why they put him in ice on the show. That was the explanation. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that. Yeah. It was like, them putting him on on ice he wasn't like literally on ice but yeah he he was on ice but yeah so now the the problem is is there there was another rebirth chamber and clearly magneto has it so rogue knows the general location because in on angel's wings she touched magneto she got some glimpses into his memory uh there's a barrier up so kurt's gonna teleport them in so they go along with Logan to try to to try to get rebirth back. So they go to the Sahara Desert, they get into into uh, Magneto's base, Sabretooth attacks, but they bring bombs with them, and so this is the plan to plant an explosive and blow up the chamber, but Magneto is already in there. And you see Magneto really frail and old and wrinkly and shit. And you know, Kurt is like struggling with what to do. And, you know, Magneto was like, this is going to save my life. I'm I'm old. This is my only chance. Let's see. I'm trying to think. So this was like, two, let's just say 2003. So then that was, it would have been like 60 years ago, almost. And then he would have been 10. So, okay, he would have been like 70. Yeah. So not necessarily dying, but old and frail, you know? So he says to he says to Kurt, you you'll by destroying those controls, you take away my only chance. Are you that much like your mother? But Kurt doesn't do it. Kurt can't bring himself to do it. And Magneto finishes the procedure. Then Logan pulls the pin and, and it explodes. So now it's gone. Magneto got his last treatment from this thing, and, and he's okay. You see him come out more muscular, defined, younger looking, but but he's pissed at Logan and he goes to attack them. But he decides to let them go um, because he looks at Kurt and he's like, you spared my life. I'll spare yours. And and then Eric looks at Logan and says, there's a small boy in Poland who owes you that much. And so that was, you know, kind of a cute little moment. Um, it was sad, though. At the very end, Logan uh, goes to visit Cap, who's still in, sa- in stasis, and says they'll, they'll find a, a, a cure for him. Uh, we made a great team. And they never have to touch on that again. Never, ever, ever, <laughs> never. 
Never, ever, never. As long as they don't want to use him in the show, fuck it. And uh, and you pointed out this was kind of funny. After that line about a small boy in Poland who owes you that much, Rogue was like, what is he talking about? And Logan was like, that's a long story I don't really have time for. I've got, you know, something I, I got to go do. But they're in Africa, and they <laughs> got to fly They got to fly to wherever this shield base is, likely in the United States, probably not in Africa. But Logan doesn't have the time to tell Rogue this story. Because that's how the X-Men travel. Even if you do have the Blackbird or whatever, and you can fly super fast, like faster than regular airplanes, I assume it would still take you at least an hour to get to New York. (laughs) I mean, probably closer to like five. But let's just say for argument's sake, it takes at least an hour. You can say, oh, hey, I actually fought in World War II. Oh, we have 59 minutes left? Okay. <laughs> At the same time, Patty, Rogue got a D- minus on her history quiz and wants to know why they need to be studying World yeah. War II anyway. And Wolverine Ro- can tutor her. He was there. Rogue needs a five-hour-long story about World War II. Clearly needs at least five-hour story about World War II. You know, this is something that I see posted about a lot online was that Americans and probably other countries too, I assume Europe and whatever in addition to us, but like, I know uh, Bianca's mentioned this before that like, they only talk about what happens in Europe. And obviously, I mean, you know, there were atrocities there, but the school systems here at least don't cover anything that happened in Asia and how badly Japan was fucking with everybody and like how badly they were fucking with Korea specifically. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that they need to add to their curriculum because I feel like most of the history that we learn aside from like Black History Month, like those chapters about like, you know, slavery and stuff like that. Everything else is very, like, Eurocentric, white-centric that we learn about in American schools. Of course. Um, Of course. But also, I mean, we learned that internment camps existed. We didn't... I'm talking about uh, internment camps here in the United States for the Japanese. We We learned that they existed. We didn't learn anything specific about them. Oh, we did. We did have to read book about a girl who was in an internment camp Good. i forget what it was called though i hope things are, are changing because when i was going to school we didn't learn any specifics about them it was all you know and i mean it's not to say that like um it's not important obviously it is learning about what germany was doing learning about what they did to the jews in the concentration camps it is but that's not all that happens and and you know i mean it's the same thing it's like you know when we were growing up and learning about Native Americans, we, and I'm talking about like grade school and like middle school, yeah. y'all. I'm not talking about like when you get to college and you start learning about like real shit that was going on. Um, I'm just talking about like my, my younger, like compulsory education. We didn't learn about all the fucking savagery, uh, the atrocities committed on the natives in this country. You know, uh, we just learned like, oh, you know, pilgrims and Indians, you know, I shouldn't even say Indians. That's the word that we, you know, fucking used. Yeah, luckily, I don't think we had that in my school. We did learn about specific tribes. I remember learning about the Sioux and some Mm -hmm. other ones that I don't remember if she picked them because they were in our area. Or she picked them because they were like the biggest ones and the most known about them. But yeah, I don't think we did that whole bullshit of like, and then the pilgrims came here and they they were all friends. <laughs> we definitely had that. And then we did a Thanksgiving. It was beautiful. Yep. Everybody held hands. We sure did that. We sure did that when when I was growing up. I hope things I hope things are changing now. I feel like, you know, there's a, there's a tactful way of teaching small children about that, about the truth, you know? Anyway, I, I did like some of this episode. Some of it was clearly problematic. Um it's just it struck me as funny, not haha funny, but wow, kind of funny that you you had Rogue go, 
Why do we have to study World War II anyway? And then you get POW camp nonsense here. It's kind of like, well, Rogue, the reason why we need to study World War II anyway is so writers writing this episode don't try to gloss over all this stuff. No, it's it's really important that kids learn history. Yeah, I mean, not that anybody has ever learned anything from their past mistakes, <laughs> but it's still an option, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I liked I liked Logan. I liked Captain America, their team up. Um, this rebirth thing was a little weird, but, you know, okay, I, I sort of get it. It was a weird way to, to tie this in, like, oh, you know, the, the fucking gas is harmful to humans, but it's, it's good for mutants, and this is how Magneto is staying young. I mean, it was a way for them to do it, I guess, as opposed to in the comics where he got fucking, you know, de-aged to a baby. And then, age, and then, you know, and then aged back up into, you know, like his, his prime. Yeah, it was okay. It was an okay episode. What did you think? Um, I, I liked it. Uh, I mean, it was uh, nice having like a Wolverine episode that, you know, still had other characters in it. Like, you know, Rogue and Nightcrawler and like just kind of getting to see what exactly they set up as his background in this particular show. Yeah. Um, because like, I feel like it's just, you know, a little bit different in like every media, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciated that. I thought, uh, throwing Captain America in was, you know, an interesting point because I mean, he's like the most well-known World War II hero anyway. So, I mean, if you're going to tell a World War II story, I guess you kind of have to throw him in there. <laughs> it was kind of weird what they did to him. And it was kind of weird that Magneto knew that these uh, juices were healing to mutants when nobody ever mentioned it during the episode, that it was tested on mutants. Magneto loves his juices, Patty. He he is a juicing fiend, yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't really care what, uh, you know, Captain America's going to do. They never have to bring him back on the show. I don't care. Uh, I'm not like a Captain America fan, so uh, whatever. Uh, but it was still cool to see, like, you know, him interacting with these kids who are supposed to be, like, even now after seeing this episode, way younger than him. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's, like, always been kind of, like, dad. Um, <laughs> but now we know he's, like, great-grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a cute story. The Magneto stuff was a little, you know, weird, but... Uh, I do, I do love Magneto, and uh, he is young and hot again, so I can't complain there. All right, so that'll do it for this episode of Mutant Musings Evolution. Thanks for joining us, and remember to leave us a comment on geekade.com. Leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast, and on Twitter at mutant musings. Join us for episode twelve in two weeks when we discuss the Hex Factor. And the two-part season finale, Day of Reckoning. And until then... Beating Nazis was right. And still is. And still is. is.